Welcome back to the After Dark Podcast, where we discuss topics that are none of our business. It's your boy, Black Mike, on the mic. We got Big Stir up top. You already know what it is. Make sure you like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Ring the notification bell so you never miss an After Dark episode, because shit... Let's be honest, guys. You don't, you don't know. We might go on a two-week hiatus. You may never know what's going on. And you don't even know when the next episode is going to drop. So you might as well hit that notification bell so you know just like this situation, right? For the audio listeners, make sure you go ahead and follow us. Leave a five-star comment if you're feeling ever so gracious. Leave a three-star comment if you're being truthful. Let's be honest. You know, we're still working. We're getting there. So you know, leave something. Just leave something, all right? Hey, Big Stir, man. What's up, bro? It feels good to be back. How are you doing? How are you living? What's up, man? Nothing much, man. Uh, life is, you know, life's on the up and up. Had some hiccups here and there. Yeah, we discussed prior to the uh, hopping on here. But, you know, honestly, uh, life's going good. Um, feeling healthy. Um, definitely, definitely getting stronger, which is awesome. Um, and feeling really good, man. I'm, I'm feeling blessed. Uh, a lot of stuff's going right. Some things aren't going great, but you know, you got to take your wins where you get them, you know? Um, but otherwise, I mean, things are, things are looking on the up and up. I mean, funny enough, um, had some conversations, uh, with some people that I know just like about kind of like where we're at in life right now being like, I'm 20, we're both 26 and. They're around, they're around my age, a little bit older, some like a year year or so younger than me. And it's like, dude, it's crazy to think like literally almost we're going to be close to a decade here soon that we've been out of high school, which is an insane thought to even put into perspective. That first class like, reunion is like two years away. <laughs> I know, bro. And like people are like, I'm not going to go to that. I'm like, no, I'm definitely going to see either how bad or how good people are looking right now. Not physically. I mean, yes, that too, but like... you going to make everybody go through life. security clearance? Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, man, I ain't, got, I ain't got Drake money. And we'll get into <laughs> our boy Drake and his whole situation. But, nah, man, it's, it's been a blessing. I, I continue to, I continue to, you know, be grateful for the situation that I'm in. I'm ever so blessed and, um, you know, continue to try to keep growing, man. Life is, life is going in a good direction. And, like like Mike always said, man, we're getting the teeth fixed soon. Uh, it'll take a process, but y'all see, y'all see, hey, boy, gonna be cheesing out the ass, bro. He gonna be cheesing out the ass, and y'all be like, damn, why's this boy smiling so much? You know why? The teeth are looking perfect. We might have, there might be a super problem, a super problem, a, a super problem. It's good to hear that everything's going good, man, bro. I'm just glad to be back at it, back potting. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, which is the reason why we have not been here potting yet. We, you know, we got some cool stuff that we're that's about to be on the horizon. We gotta get our feet wet a little bit, kind of get back into the swing of things in this podcast. So we are back, and what's better way to fucking kick it back off than Drake for all the dogs finally dropping? We've been talking about it. Like almost every single pod leading up to this one we've been talking about is Drake dropping it this week. Is it next week? What is it going to be like? Well, it's finally here. Um, basically, we were going to do a live reaction of the whole album 
but because of technical difficulties, we couldn't do it. And we were like, we waited like five, six days before even listening to this album so we could give you all the reaction. But we couldn't wait two weeks. Like, there's no shot we could wait two weeks. So we'll we'll get we'll roll out the new Black React show next week and kind of show you all what that's about. It's gonna be cool, but. We're gonna start off with Drake for all the dolls. We gotta review, we gotta react, we gotta break it down. Everything that stemmed from it, all the news, there's a lot of critiques, a lot of people voicing their opinions. Drake is out here sending shots. He's not taking no shit from nobody right now. Sterling, you listen to it. I made it, you know, I, due to me, you had to wait like six or so days before you could hear it, but now you finally heard it. What is your opinion? What are your first thoughts of hearing for all the dogs? See, and the funny thing is, if you would have asked me on the first listen, um, you know, what I thought of it, then I would have been like, oh, like, he definitely disappointed me a little bit on, you know, this whole album. I thought it was going to be more, you know, a lot better. Like, I thought, but Drake has this thing, man, where, like, you can shit on him off the rip, like, about his album, and the next thing you know, you're listening to that shit on literally repeat, bro. Same song over and over and over and over again. I had that same instance happen to me literally this past week after listening to it. I mean, I, I can't stop listening to it. Like, it's getting to that point. Like, I cannot stop listening to it. I have not listened to anything else. <laughs> Any, I'm, I swear to you, bro. I literally, I, I'll give you, give you some background on this like hung out last weekend listened to some different music with some friends and that was like the last time i heard anything different dead ass last time yeah so if that says anything about what this album is and how we're, how it looks on the on the back end of things i mean i'm ultimately impressed i'm curious to see what you're i know we you were texting me about it but i want to get your get your thoughts on it you know so we can put it out in the ether <clears throat> The best thing that happened to me and listening to this album and the way that I perceive it, like I honestly feel bad for a lot of people who listen to this because when it comes to music, sometimes yet, you know, first impressions, everything, when you go back and you play it, you can, you'll find out that you like some songs that you initially thought you weren't going to like. But the problem is if that first impression is so bad, you might not go back. And you might not go back enough. Like sometimes it does. It's not just let me go back and listen to it one more time, and it'll click for you. Like sometimes it needs to be forced down your head. Like it's almost like that one song that used to play in the radio back when people actually listened to the radio in their cars. And like I, I remember hating that uh, particular song, and then it just kept playing and playing and playing. Next thing I know, I'm bobbing my head to it. I'm vibing out to it. It's like, damn the radio really works to just really get the song off the ground, right? But mm-hmm. what happened to me was because we were forced to wait because we were trying to get that live reaction, I was able to see everyone else's reaction to the album and I was able to separate my expectations for what I wanted to hear by the time that I was actually listening to it. Because if y'all remember from when we were talking about it beforehand, I wanted a straight rap album. Obviously, when we got the first single, Slime You Out, 
I kind of realized it wasn't going to be a rap album, but I still held hope. You never know. Like, maybe that was just his cash grab. He has SZA on a record. He's cash grabbing. But majority of this album was going to be rap, which it really was not that. But because I saw everybody else react to it poorly and say, oh, man, it's not a rap album. This is not what we wanted, blah, 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 blah. Um, I was able to go into it and like, okay, I know I'm not getting a rap album. So I have no more expectations on the album. I have no clue what I'm going to get. Everyone says it sucks. I'm honestly going in like, oh, this is going to be pretty bad. So I had lower expectations than what I probably should have. And let me tell you, dude, I was just absolutely, I was blown away when I heard it. Like, on initial, I know, like you said, I, I hit you up. I was like, dude, this is the best solo Drake album since Scorpion. And it's better than Scorpion, in my opinion. That's that's just my opinion. Mm. Yeah, man, I, I really think that when it comes down to it, obviously Drake is an impressive artist. We know he's, his discography is gonna go down in the books he just recently tied uh, Michael Jackson with the most solo albums uh, charting number one or number one songs I can't remember exactly it's number one it's number one songs number, number one, one songs. Yeah. and that's an already insane stat I want to give Drake his flowers on that man that's amazing congratulations um, can I speak on that real quick yeah because there's something about that that I think is a little more impressive that we gotta dig a little bit deeper. Because before yeah. I listened to this album, you know, obviously, you know, I'm a Joe Budden head. I get a lot of uh, reactions from Joe Budden. I get reactions from academics and so on and other YouTubers, influencers that I kind of listen to just because I like the way that they depict their opinions and I wanted to get a feel for what I had in store before I listened to the album. And I remember everyone saying, well, actually, First Person Shooter Mode was one of the songs that, you know, I, was my cheat song that I listened to before we were going to do the reaction. So I had, it was one of my cheat songs. But everybody was coming at Drake for letting J. Cole absolutely demolish him on the track. And that was my first thought at first, too, because I, I remember we were talking about it. I was like, dude, Drake... Uh, J. Cole completely ate him up the whole track. Like, it didn't even sound like... J. Cole was coming at shot saying he was number one on Drake's track, on Drake's album for all the dogs. And Drake wasn't even really addressing it. But why I say it's impressive and why people are overlooking what really happened on that album, that was the biggest sun you moment in, in J. Cole's whole career. J. Cole might have ate him up lyrically on that album, but real people, if you really take it, if you really pay attention, Drake sung the fuck out of this nigga. Drake let J. Cole spit bars for bars, give him everything he got, tell him why he's the greatest. Drake didn't even bother trying to match his bars. He's like, I don't even give a fuck. He's just going to have fun with it. Said, I'm one away from Michael. Nobody's going to catch up to this nigga. Beat it. That's literally what he said. And now what just happened? That song is now <laughs> a number one hit. So in the song where he said he's one away from Michael, he literally tied Michael Jackson in that song, which is crazy and will be cemented in history forever that this is a song, and he says that in it. But not only that, it's J. Cole's first ever number one song in his career. 
and Drake handed it to him, like some hand-me-downs. Like, here you go, bitch-ass nigga, take my overalls. And he fucking gave him his first number one hit, let J. Cole do all this spitting, and Drake came over here, didn't even take it seriously, and was like, here you go, my bro. It's been 15 years. I mean, I, I feel like you deserve one by now. Let me give, let me give you a number one hit. <laughs> and to me, I think he sunned J. Cole. Like, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I, I think if you look deeper, he really sunned J. Cole, and he, he kind of came out on top as far as how it's going to age. Yeah, I mean, on a surface level, yeah, like, obviously, on the surface level, lyrically, on that track, yes, J. Cole had the best of Drake. I mean, that's, I don't think that's even a debatable thing at all whatsoever. But, in that same vein, I do believe kind of what you're coming from. He's like, dude, like, Drake knows his worth, bro. He ain't got to say it. He ain't got to flex it. Everybody knows Drake. Everybody knows he's the most notable rap artist in the game right now. There is, has been for the past six seven years since not saying Lil Wayne necessarily fell off but stopped making music as much or being as, as involved as he was prior yep and I think that in that same vein that Drake has gotten this to this point where it's like he is literally floating he is floating he is like a god and for someone that's how people saw Mike for like my parents and your parents, people that grew up seeing Michael Jackson for who Mike Jack was, like he was floating, like he was unfreaking touchable. And barring even in the in the in the latter years of his career and his life, with the children scandal thing, like even at that, it didn't stop people from listening to his music. Didn't matter what he did. And I'm not saying that's a great thing if that did or didn't happen, and we're not going to go down that rabbit hole because that could be a real deep one. Yeah. But I do believe that Drake understands where he's at right now, and he understands where he's going to go. He also is not going to be making music for a while, apparently, just like Jake Cole is about to drop his last album, The Fall Off. I mean, two really great artists, two of the greatest artists of our generation are going to be taking a hiatus, if not a full-on retirement for at least one of them. And that's something we like, you gotta kind of give your flowers to both of them. Give your flowers to Drake, give your flowers to J. Cole, because you're witnessing pure greatness at that point. And like, for all, all of you guys out there who are shitting on this album, and you know, cause I, I truly believe that Drake's hiatus that he's about to take, this two year thing, is a, a, has a lot to do with the response to For All The Dogs, right? I personally feel like if the For All The Dolls came out the gate with a book with like everybody was praising it, he might have kept riding. He, he might not have mentioned that he's going to go on a break. Well, let's put it that way. I'm not saying he's going to put out more. He would put out more music because people had a high or, or a high regard, held the album to a high regard. But because they didn't, I feel like it made him say, I'm going to take two years off. Just like you pointed out, J. Cole's dropping his last album, The Fall Off. We already know Kendrick doesn't drop shit. Uh, apparently, there's rumors that Kanye's working on the album, but we know how that goes, right? I mean, that could be two, three years from now that we actually get that album, or we might not ever get that album. The point is, being, the point is we are about to enter a two-year period 
where Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Travis Scott, because he just dropped, will not be here to pick up any slack, carry any load in rap or hip-hop. So for the next two years, who's going to carry that mantle? Who, who's going to hold that weight? Rap is already on a decline. Like, I don't know if people are really paying attention to what's happening, but rap is falling off big time. White people are not listening to rap as much as they used to. Don't get me wrong. They still love rap. They're still bumping that shit. But I'm telling you, what they really want to listen to, what their go-to shit is now, is EDM. They're getting back onto the country flow. Rap is falling off, and without the top dogs to hold it at the top, we're going to either need some new people to take the rank the reins, or we're going to need some people to step up and wear the big boy pants that they have not been wearing. They've been wearing them baby-ass trousers with little onesies with little teddy bears on it and shit. Y'all going to have to hold this shit down. If not, rap's about to be shit, microwavable, and the fuck out of here. I mean, mm-hmm. that's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, it is scary. I mean, well, I, I don't know how people get too into the EDM stuff. I can, I can screw with it a little bit. You know, I can mess with it just a little, because like, you know, you'd be in a vibe. If I'm drinking, you know, doing whatever, like, I can kind of vibe with whatever. Usually, like, I don't usually have a, an issue with like, you know, that sort of thing. But, I mean, that is true. I mean, you're about to, we're about to go into a hiatus of just a lot of the same sound of music to be honest with you yeah like nothing's gonna sound different you got you know it's gonna be mumble rap back at it again you're gonna have people doing like all types of different weird sounds trying to, <laughs> like and then like and people probably thinking oh you didn't mention Lil uzi vert nobody wants to talk about Lil uzi vert after this trash ass album he <laughs> you know pink take my dog he needs a hiatus after that bullshit. Go. He needs to go learn himself. Boy acting like he just got into college and he's trying to figure himself out for the first time. Nigga, who the fuck are you? And it's not this. It's let me tell you once it does not need to be what it is right now. Yeah. So I mean, I think that there's gonna definitely be a bit of lackluster I mean, going into our thirties, which is gonna be crazy to say. Um, to be going into our 30s with not as much classics probably going to be hitting the charts. But then again, it does lay the foundation or the, it gives opportunity to those, the ones that like, okay, like these guys are always shining. Like they never like look at my music or like never listen to me the same way. This is your opportunity to really step up and show that why you're different from the other, you know, hundreds of other rappers that in the, in the mainstream that sound the same and dif- differentiate yourself and become not necessarily the next Drake or J. Cole or Kendall Lamar, but be able to be that guy we can count on to be like, oh, if he comes on the track, I'm gonna one, I'm gonna listen to it, and two, like I know it's gonna be, it's gonna hit. His part's gonna hit. So that's really it. I mean, like, I I can't get into the whole like just ratchetness, girl rap. We've already had that conversation. I can't get into that. So like, let's be creative. Let's have some fun with it. I'm not an artist, so I'm not gonna sit here and try to just try to try to you know rip somebody on it because I can't make music and that's not my forte. But I will tell you right now, if it's piss poor, you know, daggone well, we're going to talk about it. So, What's that cool? being said, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, before we move on from this, let's, let's really uh, 
let's 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 break down. Let's, I want to hear some of your favorite tracks. I want to yep. I want to rate this album one through ten, obviously, because we we got to get this on. We got to get that rating up there. We've been rating some albums. Which songs are you listening to the most? What are you not liking? What's your rating? Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So let me pull up the track. I mean, I could. I don't even have to really, but um, let's say like top. Let's say top five because it's a twenty-three album or uh, song album. Yeah, hell a couple like interlude with a couple interlude type songs with like uh, screw. Uh, Screw and um, uh, BBO. Um, so, top five. I'll rank my top five to make it even more interesting. Won't you just say, like, oh, these are my top five songs? Um, number one song, my personal favorite on the album, and, it's, and I'm sure it's a lot of other people's favorites too. It kind of spoke to me because um, <laughs> it just sounded, it spoke to me in so many different ways. I'm going to say Virginia Beach. Oh, I'm glad you like that song, bro. People are hating on that intro. I mean, bro, if you if you see the listens and the views to it, then you'd be wild and you would think differently. But um, that yeah, it's like that song, catchy, bro. Lean into me, lean like, in so to fanta, fantasizing. That's not like, bro. <laughs> you can't sit here and tell me that that wasn't one of the best. Honestly, I think it's one of the best songs he's made. And I was sitting there just, like, listening to it. I was like, dude, I'm not joking. I was just having a conversation with my roommate and his girlfriend earlier. I was like, I've, I have listened to that song on repeat for an entire day at this point. Like, it is that, like, I don't, I, I never get tired of it. Same. I never get tired. Um, That's my number one song. I think it's just, it. I mean, say, thought I could treat you, thought I could have treated you better. No. What's no, that period line, bro? Oh my god, that one line so far. Um, I, uh, I like, I go ahead. You, no, I, I was, I'm just trying to remember. I can't think of something about where you fit in the sentence at. Oh, you keep talking about some period, but where you fit in the sentence at, bro? That shit hard. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, brother, like. I sat there and I literally, so like, you know when you're really into a song, you go and look at the lyrics, you'd be like, what is exactly is he saying? Because then like, I wouldn't even like, go like, because you know I'm Rap Genius, shout out Rap Genius, um, they'll have the lyrics, right? And then they'll, some of the lyrics they'll like, um, define, like, oh, this is what he was trying to say here, or maybe this is what he's referencing. Um, I didn't even do that. I like just sat there and I like listened to the song and I was like, but oh, that's what he's saying, bro. And then if some stuff was like a little bit like wonk, yeah, but oh, okay, maybe I don't look. Excuse me, look what they're saying. Well, that's my number one song off the album. I mean, number one song on the album, number one song in terms of order of the album. I could listen to that song over and over again. It's perfect for late night vibes. It's perfect for just vibing. It's perfect for anything, bro, almost. Nighttime car rides, bro. That shit. Yeah, dude. It's. It's it's just like it's perfect. It's almost it is the closest thing you're gonna get to a perfect track in my opinion. Um, then second, second favorite song on the album is gonna be "Members Only." P and D, dude. I'd be sitting there like. I feel like you are you're a big Drake P and D collab guy, aren't you? Oh, dude, I love I love. They always sound so. They mix really really well together. The beats they go on, they don't have to like 
adapt too much to one another. Um, and what's the line he says in that song, bro? There's a line he says, and I'm just like, damn, he really just said that shit. Um, oh, yeah. He said, you're too down. It's the chorus. He said, you're too down for the gangy. You're one of my members. They see you coming round in the realest way. Now them hoes getting friendlier. This, this dude is saying, you're down with the gang, but you're one of my members, bro. You're one of my bodies. You're one of my girls. And now, now since you're good, now all the other girls are getting friendlier, bro. Now <laughs> all of them want to be with me, too. It's like it's like that like if for anybody out there for all, they're like oh this isn't for all the dogs like, we thought it was gonna be a dog no he was a dog on this album he was a dog he said my ex girl was a head case I cannot defend her <laughs> I mean brother he just he just coming at people's necks like I don't know who his ex girl is sorry girl like I mean he ripped you and then P and D just comes in there and it's like oh that's so perfect can it's some of y'all perfect. niggas just say y'all fuck with R and B. Because like yeah, that shit's deep. Because what pisses me off is people are saying like they were saying, well, so you know, I wanted a rap album, but a lot of people were saying they wanted old Drake, and then were saying that like he missed. I'm like, bro, this is literally old Drake. This is Take Care Drake, prime emotional in his bag, making hella relatable relationshipy like type lines that are just like. Damn, like, yo, I feel that, but I would have never thought to, like, you know, speak what that feeling was, but I totally know that feeling that you're speaking about right now. Like, it's crazy exactly. how well he is at doing that. Yeah, I mean, and he definitely modernized his album a little bit to make it a little bit more playful with the current uh, scene of audience that listens to, you know, music nowadays in this day and age. Yeah. Um, but, dude, that, 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 song, that song is fantastic. Um, absolutely love PND on that. I wish PND would do more stuff. He's on like another album or another song, I think, with Six Lack that I fucking love. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, dude, like, he just is a perfect feature guy. Like, he's built to be a feature guy. It's kind of scary. Um, I won't sit here and lie to you. Um, my next three are kind of like a mixed bag. Not necessarily a mixed bag, but like, they're. I wouldn't be like, oh, that's like my third, that's my fourth, that's my fifth. But I'll try to rank them the best I can. Um, I'm not going to lie, dude. I don't even say you're in cap. I really, 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 I mean, I think everybody, every guy could feel this a little bit if you kind of been through kind of what he's talking about. And Drew Picasso, like, this nigga, bro. This dude. <laughs> This dude. I'm just going to read the first. I'm literally just going to read the first, like, what, four bars here. Or not first. It's, like, in the first verse. Four bars, right? He says, act like you need some insurance on it. We didn't get here on accident. Don't make me bring out them racks again. Your two best friends are some savages. <laughs> just, 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 hey, 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 hey. Just before you even get a real annotation of what that's supposed to mean, just try to guess what he's saying there. For the listeners out there, for the people that are watching, this is this is what he's talking. The annotation, the genius annotation, I'm reading this verbatim from Genius. Shout out Genius, for real. Drake tries to tempt her to not let him throw out racks at her two best friends who work at the strip club. 
probably referring to the strip club booby trap, as he says at the end of the song, because he does reference that. He's sitting here saying, act like you need some insurance on it, being him. We didn't get here by accident because we both agreed to this. Don't make me bring them racks out. Don't make me throw my money and show you that I'm that guy. Like, because I don't care. It's the mo- It's a dog line, bro. It's a dog line. He is literally like, I don't care. You, it's like this, basically this song is like, from my, from my point of view, it seems like it's like got kind of screwed over by a girl. Or like she thinks she's got, he's screwing her over, but in reality, she's been screwing him over type of thing. And he's like, nah, let me show you who I really am. And it's like, you didn't realize. You forgot. Your best friends are some savages. What I thought, when before I even got the annotation of it, when he said that your best friends, are, your two best friends are some savages, not the fact that they're just strippers, but the fact that they're probably screwing them. <laughs> yeah. They're probably, they're probably, that's, they're what probably I, that's how I took it. That's how I took it before I looked at the annotation. I'm like, oh, that sounds right, too. But, like, I think it's because they're screwing them. And it's like, yeah, like, you thought you had me, but I got your best friends in my back pocket, too. So it's a wrap. I don't even have to go into too much detail about this. If y'all haven't listened to this song, brother, like, it is, that's a masterpiece. Jiro, Jiro Picasso, perfectly put together almost. Um, obviously, I have it in my, like, three, four, five spot, but, like, still, fantastic song. Fantastic song. And no offense for all the ladies out there that really think this song, is, this album can speak to you. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. If you really listen to the lines, except for the slimy you out, like, scissor verse. Like, bro, ain't nobody talking to y'all. Ain't nobody. No. And for maybe all the dogs maybe was meaning he's about to shit on all these hoes in the yes. most beautiful sounding melodies that he could possibly think of. <laughs> That's fact. That is fact. That is fact. I think he did a fantastic job at that. Um, but fourth is going to be IDGAF uh, featuring Yeet. I don't know, like, I've been seeing the memes about, like, how Drake, like, kind of, like, scooped in on, like, Yeet's part. Like, money for fun, bro. That just, I love that. I love that transition. Kind of that money for fun, and he just, like, rolls into it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And in the beginning, obviously, <clears throat> with, like, I don't know what that is. Azmuth? It's apparently Yeet and Azmuth. I don't know who Azmuth is. Um... But doing that intro with the little like twinkles, like twinkle twinkle, not twinkle twinkle, little star, but like twinkly type of vibe, uh, it's just phenomenal. I think Yeet performed extremely well in this. I think they both sounded great. I mean, Drake is just. I could literally go on for days. Forever. He, he said, no, nah, this is my favorite line of the freaking. Tra- uh, aside from him transitioning into money for fun, even though that's. I don't care what nobody says. That that joke's hard, but he said, he said, I stay with the, I stay with that oh like a tie. I stay with that oh like a bagel. I stay with that oh like a lifesaver. Shout out to my ex. I'm a, I'm her lifesaver. Yep. <laughs> well, he he said I saved her life. I put her <laughs> under my wing and I said, yep, give me that, give me that, hey, give me that. Then he makes another reference to it. I don't know if it's in this song. Oh, no. I have to be my fifth song. I know it. I know what my fifth song is. But, yeah, great song. Really enjoy it. I still like it. Like, I like it when I'm like, that's a song you listen to, like, when you're, as a guy, when you're just feeling like, you're feeling like that, dude. Like, that's that song. That song. 
And then the next song that I'm going to mention being my number five, it's in my top five, basically my top three to five ranking is Daylight. I mean, shout out to Daylight. Can we, can, can we take a moment, Adonis? You, I hate you. Like, <laughs> why you got to oh, man. In? That shitty ass fucking. <laughs> you know, that shit bro, have, you shit, the, bro. have you seen the full version of that song that he made? Yes, bro. That shit was absolute dog shit. This nigga got no talent. <laughs> he, he had a whole music video. Like, you know when you're gonna take the ball, you take the ball. It's like, bro, no way they made it. he Drake probably spent a band on that music video. You sat know, there and like ate. The fucking 8 a.m. in Charlotte video, I don't even know what, like, music fucking Adonis was listening to, but, like, they were on this, he was obviously riding this slow beat, and Adonis is over here, like, like, I'm like, bro, what is, what is that dance move? I don't mean to shit on the six-year-old, I'm just saying, bro, like, sometimes the apple, like, rolls, sometimes the tree is on a hill, and when the apple falls, it rolls down the hill, and it, ends up way far away from the tree. Yeah, and I already knew something was a little wrong with, no offense to the kid, because he seemed like he'll be a good kid, man. I'm sure he'll be, he'll be just fine. He's just not lyrically talented right now, which is fine. Uh, <laughs> but he apparently likes mellow sneakers, too. Like, he's obsessed with them. I already knew something was wrong with him, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Got steak taste. Got steak taste. Um, But yeah, number five for me, or rank three to five for me, is going to be Daylight. I mean... If you talk about a dude being a dog, this is another song you listen to when you're in your like as a dude, you're in your bag. He, the, the Tony, the Tony Montana intro. Oh my god, bro! You know what they're saying this I, song's about, right? Say what? You know what they're saying this song's about? Yeah, right? yeah, about X. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. About that X. shit sounds like he did that shit, bro. No. <laughs> I think he's so good lyrically at hiding it enough where they can't be trying to use it. Like they get to try to use it to get Young Thug and YSL and bag them, to all them guys. It so, sounded like he straight up confessed to that shit. Like, yeah. yeah, he's like, shot him in the I mean. Said his boy catch the body, he shot him in daylight. Like, yo. Yeah, he said, I wasn't there when they caught the body. Yeah. I was something, something, something body. He said, I wasn't there when they caught the body. TPS think that I bought the body. Internet swear that I bought the body. Take me more than that to go pop somebody. Them them niggas talk about everybody. So Loki, I'm happy they got somebody. Nigga, what? <laughs> and then he says, like, and then he says, like, what's in your shoe? We socking niggas. Like, what's on your wrist? We clocking niggas. Like, anyone home, we knocking niggas. We clumsy as fuck. We dropping niggas. Dude, he just... He just kept going. <laughs> he said, like tennis indoors, we squashing niggas. Dude, what is he talking? He's on another level. He just rolled the same bar for six, ten lines. My favorite verse, though, on the album or on the song, it's got to be the first one. And I, I hate to keep reading the lyrics out, but these just, just listen to me. Nah, read speak to me. This is poetry. Oh, Brother. He says to me, he said, it gets off the Tony Montana beat and it drops in, right? He said, Krang. and he drops it, he says, treat all my exes like Jehovah's Witnesses. If y'all don't know who Jehovah's Witnesses are, nobody likes to talk to them. They always come knock on your doors. <laughs> you know, 
that's just what it is. Like, you don't want to talk to them. You don't want to be around them. That type of thing. He said, free all the dogs and fuck all the witnesses. They sitting down. We standing on business. Hey, standing on business, standing on business, standing on business, standing on business, blah, blah, blah. And then he says, I'm trying to fuck all the bitches that look like my ex. I'm making her vex. I'm too complex. I carry a whole lot of gold on my neck. We He talking down. He get put in a lake. Kappa the type to show up to the wake. <laughs> Dude. He, first off, he went in like two different directions so fast. Yeah. He was like, first off, he's like, all right, I'm going to try to fuck all the bitches that look like my ex. If you look, if you're Drake's ex, bro, because he already referenced you like multiple times in the album, I feel so bad for you. Like, I feel so He's bad probably for referencing you. like 30 different chicks at once. Facts, facts, that is true. But I think I, most of it is about Riri. <laughs> yeah. And that shit's funny as fuck because I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Like, if I was trying to fuck all the bitches of my ex, I would definitely be making her vex. And then I ain't gonna say I'm too complex. I'm pretty damn simple. I'd be like, yeah, I just did that shit to piss you off type thing. Do it. Oh, and then he says, Cap, Capo, Capo, the the type to show up to the wake, brother. If y'all don't know what that means, if you guys ever watch Sopranos, Mafia, or uh, Godfather, the Capo is is a main member. A main member means like he's like a like if you're in a fraternity, you're a pledge, and then you become a full brother. He's like a full brother of the Italian mob. And I'm reading this the second part verbatim. If a capo shows up to the wake, it is likely one of his crew members has been the result of a killing. So what that means, what that basically means is like if one of his boys dies, he shows up to the funeral. But it's like maybe somebody else got involved too and we killed somebody else and that's why. So what we need to figure out is we need to get the guest list of X's funeral <laughs> and make sure Back. that nobody was linked to Drake because that would be the number one way to figure out how this shit happened. Yes. Well, I mean, dude, I, I mean, those five songs, man, I mean, fantastic. Drake, brother, I'm annoyed I wasn't able to see you and I'm annoyed I had to hear it secondhand from a friend of, from a friend of mine. Um, or just from a couple friends, actually, at this point. But, dude, like, bless up. Your flowers are here, brother. If you want a big-ass bouquet, like, I'll shoot it over to you. Like, I don't know what else you need me to say. I think it was an incredible album. Um, if I'm ranking it on a scale of 1 to 10, 9-2. Um, yeah, if you're getting a 9, period, at any point, it's impressive. You get a 9-2, brother, like, you, you killed it. I think... I definitely think there's a few songs up there that I would skip. I mean, there's a couple. No, I won't say a few, a couple songs. Like, I'm not going to listen to the BBL interlude. Like, I I don't care. Like, I don't care about the BBL. It's cool. The BBL love is cool. And then Gently, I wasn't a fan of that song either, bro. I, it's catchy. It's catchy, though. Don't get it twisted. I don't know what they're saying, but, like, and then Rich Baby Daddy. Like, I could get on with it for a second, like, your part, but Sexy Red just be ruining, like, she just be ruining stuff. Like, she just come on songs and be like, nah, we just gonna ruin this. We just gonna ruin that good song. Uh, but I'm curious to see what you think. I think it's a phenomenal album. They Drake put together something that made a lot of sense. And like I said, for the people out there that think he wasn't talking to the dogs, he was talking to the dogs. He was talking to us. He was saying, yo, like, I'm here. I know what y'all feel. Let me make this relatable music. I didn't hear nothing about the Bibelos this time. I didn't hear nothing. I think I might have heard something, one thing about a private jet, but, like, that's neither here nor there. But, like, he made it relatable again. That's what makes Drake Drake. That's why Drake has become the artist he is today, because that's how he, 
like he related to all of us at young ages and has continued to evolve into the artist that he is today and he's obviously in a different zone now i don't like you painting your fingernails bro i'm sorry for anybody listening to us paint your fingernails look man i get us a form of self-expression i don't like it i don't care if you're straight or gay or, or bisexual or whatever your orientation is it's not cool uh, it's not if you're if you're identifying as a man not cool i just don't care like maybe get them clear cut when you get your uh manicures but like don't be getting like skulls and like painting them black and like that type of thing brother like it's just a little weird for me but i know there's some cool ass people that do it so i think i found our first clip <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a that's a clip for him but i want to i'm curious to see your thoughts your top five what you want to rank just some takeaways for you because man i really like I do want to give an honorable mention, though, to obviously 8 a.m. in Charlotte because that was, like, it's shot in my city, which is super freaking cool. Um, and then what would Pluto do? Because that, I was vibing with that song, too. That's some dog stuff he's talking about in there, too. He is talking about some dog. He said, what would Pluto do? You know who he's talking about. Who's Pluto? Who's Pluto? That's future, my guy. What would he do? If she if she gonna if if he gonna screw my ex if he gonna screw my girl my old girl I'm gonna screw her too, I'm gonna screw his his old girl I'm gonna figure out a way, bro. I just I I just I'm appalled. I'm just appalled. <laughs> yeah, but I'm um, curious to see where your head's at, brother. Yeah, I mean I, I I like your top five. I mean I think this album's crazy. There's a lot to pull from it. There's a lot of songs, and I mean personally with a big album like this, if you got 10 plus songs that I'm like rotating on a daily basis yeah. that's insane it's, it's been a long time since I've had 10 songs minimum that I'm having rotation from a single album that does not happen these days uh, oh so I did want to say one thing okay, go ahead. before you get into it I think I rated Utopia an 8-9 or something like that, 8-8, eight, eight, something there in that range I might have somewhere in that I still think Utopia has opportunity to compete with Drake, but Drake is Drake and repay, replayability is one of the biggest things when it comes to albums because that's, we, I was literally just playing trivia earlier and they're talking about Thriller Michael Jackson's album and that song could still get replayed today and it still hits, so and you talked about the amount of songs like, there's not 10 songs I think on Travis Scott's album that could be replayed, I love the album but yeah. Travis Scott's yeah. album's not close to this album. Just even and Travis Scott's album was great. It was great yeah, sonically. It was, it was amazing, and I remember the feeling I had when I first listened to it. But it is yeah. one of those albums that it's like it's one of those first experience albums, and it's probably because it's probably a live orientation album. You have to go buy the ticket, see it. I mean, I've seen clips of the show. I've seen what Fiend looks like in person, or I mean, not in person, but through video <laughs> of someone else enjoying it in person. I've seen what that's making people do in a live setting. So this is probably a live. That's probably a live setting out. But we're talking about frozen dogs here. So I have the same number one song as you, Virginia Beach. And it's, it's funny because it's my consensus number one song because I can't go to this album and not start off with that song. Facts. I Literally need facts. to do that. 
Like when I and I and part of me like when I go to the album wants to play another song. Like I'm like nah. I'm like looking through it. Nah, I always start off with Virginia Beach. Let me play another one. And then as I'm like, you know, going through my options, I'm like, nah. I want to listen to Virginia Beach. Like I'm so I'm leaning so to Fanta. You know, I'm I'm fantasizing. You know, I'm not in love. I'm compromising. You know what I'm saying? Like what? <laughs> No, but like, I love that song. I think it's such a nice way to start. It's such a fucking Drake beat too. Like that beat is just phenomenal. It makes you feel like you're floating. Um, I like it because I'm a very like nighttime type songs. Like I like songs that like I feel like were meant to be played at nighttime in the car on the road. You got big city lights out the window. Yep. I like those yes. type of songs. Those are like my favorite types of rap songs. So that's what I, I that's why I really like that album. I think the hook, I think it's one of the best plays. Like somebody made a point, I think it was Joe Budden. Joe Budden made a point in his previous take. Um, and he said that this album lacked catchy hooks. And he said that Drake hasn't put out like one of those undeniable catchy hooks in a long time. And when I thought about it, I was like, oh, that's, 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 you know, that he's, he's foul for even saying that. Drake's had so many hits in the last few years. How would none of them have been a catchy hook? When I go back and listen to it with an open mind, it's like, okay, yeah, these hooks are catchy, but they're not the timeless hooks that we are used to from Drake. I feel like the hook on Virginia Beach is absolutely that timeless. Like, I, I feel like that was like a vintage Drake hook, so. You spoke about Virginia Beach plenty. I will, um, I will go ahead and go to the next song. I apologize. My, no, it's great. My next favorite song on this album is Fear of Heights. Okay. Fear of Heights. Fear, Fear of Heights to me is like, damn, this nigga gives no fucks anymore. No fucks. Like, we thought he, when you said, like, the X album, he's over, he's so clever at, you know, putting it in there and saying just enough to where he can't blah, 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 you can't pin anything on him, but you know exactly what he's talking about. He didn't do that in Fear of Heights. He didn't cleverly put anything in there. He straight up told you what that shit was, you know. He said he anti. He said the sex was average with you. He's anti because he had it with you. This boy, nigga is so goaded that he wants us regular folk to believe that the sex with Rihanna was average. I don't believe that shit. Not for a goddamn second. Not for a goddamn second. If that sex was average, it's because you weren't laying pipe, my nigga. Cause, and what had nothing to do with Rihanna. <laughs> had nothing to do with Rihanna. And that's just facts. But the fact that he just had the nerve to say that on the song going in and then say, oh, no, nah, let me chill. Fuck it, let me go in. That's the giveaway, Auntie, bro. That was the giveaway. Literally, it was like, oh, yeah, you, I'm going to let you know. This is who I'm talking about, and I'm about to go in. So hard, bro. And then he said, fuck it, I'm going to go in. One critique I have, whoever mastered that song, uh, I don't know about you, but when you listen to it, it's, it doesn't sound as loud as the other songs. It kind of pisses me off. Cause when he says "fuck it," I'ma go in. I want that shit to thump. Cause he goes in like he ain't playing no games. He's 
talking about fucking ASAP's wallet, saying his bucks are short. How you gonna keep it a buck when you ain't got no bucks? Like, damn, he said you gonna buy the whole nigga's pub if it was up for sale and shit. No, he he, he was wilding completely. Everybody knew what he was talking about. I thought it was a great song, and when he said, when Yachty came out and said, he's shooting at people, and people are going to be, like, surprised at who he's coming at, that was a great highlight point for me. I love it because I think everybody knew what he was talking about, and we ain't seen someone call out someone on that level in this stage of the game. That don't happen in rap anymore these days. The last time was probably, like, Controller, right? So, or even with Kendrick, but Controller. Um... Or control, whatever it was. Y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. I don't. Control, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Next song that I like on this album, Rich Baby Daddy. And I this think. This part's great, though. I love this part. Have you gone out since the albums came out? No, I've been like out, out. No, I haven't either. But I'm willing to guarantee that when Rich Baby Daddy comes on, that's gonna be the fucking song. <laughs> I'm willing to guarantee that the way the girls react to Rich Baby Daddy, that's gonna be the fucking song. And any person who was like, or mostly guys, I feel like most guys aren't the ones that fucking with it. Who are like, oh, that sexy red part don't go hard. When they see how them chicks be reacting to Sexy Red's lyrics, whole perspective is going to change. So I put Rich Baby Daddy in there because the moment I listened to it, I knew exactly what that's going to do outside. And I was like, oh, this is an outside song. This is a bop. Yeah. This song should have been given to us in the summer because this is a summer bop. And could have easily been the summer track of like the track of the whole summer because there was not one. This was the first summer in a long time that it just really wasn't a track for it. So, yeah. I really like that song. I thought Sexy Red. I'm not even a fan of Sexy Red's music. I, I actually hate it, to be honest. But, you know, I think that Drake, obviously, when he blesses people with the Midas touch, um, he brings the best out. <laughs> he brings the best out. So, yeah, that's my third one. Fourth song. Hmm. Fourth song, I'll probably have to go with First Person Shooter Mode. Sorry, it's a basic pick, but it's fucking First Person Shooter Mode. Like, come on. Drake and J. Cole giving us an absolute radio bop. Like, that's what we need. I've been wanting Drake and J. Cole to come like that, and they did. Obviously, I would have loved for Drake to have match J. Cole's lyricism. But, like I said, I think at the end of the day, the story behind that would be Drake's son, this nigga, because he gifted him his first number one. And I don't want to sound like I'm coming at Cole, because Cole, a North Carolina boy, I'm with Cole, and Cole, one of my favorite rappers. I'm not coming at you. I just keep it how it is. I got to keep it above. So, that was my number four. Number five. Wait, was that number four? Yeah, that was number four. Yeah. Number five. And I think I'm going to go out on a limb on this one because I don't think I don't think many I think people I know what have, you're this, say. have this in the top I five. I think I know what you're going to say. I don't think you do. I like Bahamas Promises. Oh, God. Oh, God. Wow. And the reason why, and let me, let me, Bahamas Promises sounds like 
a nothing was the same track. Right? It, it kind of sounds it there's there's a lot of R&B popish songs on Nothing Was the Same that I really love. Nothing Was the Same is my favorite Drake album of all time. And that song reminded me of that, but even even so I thought it was kind of like what he was talking about in the song. One, the, the melodies are super catchy, it's super like chill, just easy to follow. But also like, like the, I can just imagine that in the position that he's in, him being as big as he is and he's blessing girls, taking them on these vacations and whatnot. And then some girls just don't know how to hang, don't know how to act like they've been there before and just kind of, you know, ruining the trip. Fucking up the whole trip and not a vibe. Like, I can see that being a normal problem for him that he goes through all the time trying to pull up a random bag and she just can't hang with the folks. You know what I'm saying? I, I thought it was a great song. I love the vibe. Uh, so it's kind of gives you a vibe of where I was, like, where I was leaning at on this album. If I had to rate it, I can't remember exactly what I rated. Uh, Utopia. Because I want to make sure I rate this one higher. I believe I was in the it's seven. It's a high eight. It no, was I like, think you were like a. I, it wasn't high eight. No, you were like low, low, low eights, low eights. I want to say like low eights, like eight one, eight two. All right. Well, then this is an eight six to seven. We'll say that because this this album is great. People, there you listen to it. Shut up. Stop being a bunch of yes men. Stop being a bunch of group think ass niggas. Sit down, listen to this, enjoy it. Drake really gave us an album. No, it's not the rap album. I wanted that too. Trust me, I wanted that too. I'm at the point now where I feel like we might never get it because if he knew how much, how many people wanted the rap album and he didn't give it to us on For All The Dogs, we probably not getting that shit. He probably just too big and can't give us an album of just rap because it's not gonna sell like that. But yep. this was a great album. Aubrey, you did your damn thing. You showed your goddamn ass. Enjoy your two years off. You deserve it. For the rest of the rap game, good luck. This is your chance to take the mantle, even though I don't think that any of y'all out there will. I think you'll do a bunch of lackluster, media, uh, mediocre shit. Somebody will come out and have a hot two years, and as soon as Drake and uh, Kendrick come back and blah, 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 and Travis Scott, they'll remind us, oh, the shit you were doing is yesterday shit. This is the real shit, and you can't keep producing like this for a 15-year run like Drake is. That is yeah. where I'm at on this album. Please appreciate it, guys, because we probably... I'd imagine that we're, like, this run of getting Drake every year to every other year is coming to a close. We're probably going to hit a point where he starts to move more like Kendrick and Cole, and so... I hope that y'all know that what we just got for the past three, four years was a lot of material and, you know, some lackluster, but obviously some vintage Drake in there as well. Yeah, man. I, I'm like, I've said it a multitude of times at this point now, like giving it his flowers. Every, I mean, everyone that performed this album, I mean, like, dude, I think this is going to be a time like I can, I can see myself in the next five to six years still listening to these songs. Like, I really can. Like, Virginia, well, Virginia Beach, for sure. Like, that will be there. Like, it's no doubt. That's going to be on a playlist. God, it, I mean, it'll be on any playlist at this point. 
Um, if 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 people got the Smurgy Place playlist, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about like Smurgy Place playlist, you know that type of thing, or whatever type of playlist you got going on, they'll be on all of them. Um, I'm really um, I'm impressed, man. I'm impressed because like he didn't bring so like. I think when we think about for all the dogs, or when like the general population thinks for like all the dogs, like he's like, all right, this is for the boys, this is for the dudes out there. Like, you know, it's not like a, you know, it's not like a screw women, like or you know, women suck album or anything like that. But this kind of what some guys wanted, because like low key that like some women be rapping about that stuff. I'm like, yeah, he ain't blah blah blah, this that and the other, and guys kind of wanted that same yeah iteration from Drake. Um, on the you know he's in a, in a opposite spectrum, and I think that when it comes down to it, if you really like I said, like Mike said, like I've said, if you really listen to what he's saying, bro, he is an absolute dog. Everything he's saying, like if you're like, bro, he's telling like I feel like a lot of the stuff he's saying has genuinely happened to him. Like, this is, like, real-life experience, and he's making it art. Like, he's literally making it art and putting it in perspective for the rest of us who don't necessarily have the lifestyle where he gets to go and travel to the Bahamas whenever he wants to go, and, like, he can buy a girl BBL whenever she wants, and I take her on the first-class flight. I wanted to actually shout out the song with 21 Savage, because 21 20 is, is the boy. Love 21. Um, was it Calling for Love, or what's it? Frick, what's it called? Calling for you? Well, call you me. like that okay. song, bro? That song was trash to me. No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. No, the reason I like the song is this because Amen with Tizo Touchdown. By the way, Tizo Touchdown's fire. Go listen to his last album. Is he R&B type vibe? It's such a dude. It's such a good vibe. If you yeah. don't listen to Tizo Touchdown, Sweet. definitely, definitely, definitely listen to it. It's freaking good. Um, and that shout out, uh, Complex Ambition, they actually put me on that after, like, kind of, like, looking at their reaction to Drake, I look and went and immediately listened to it. Um, but the transition from Amen to Calling For You is, like, the Mercedes-Benz line, uh, like, the, they're on, like, the line with the Mercedes-Benz, I think it's Amen to Calling For You, it's one of the two, it's either Amen to Calling For You or Calling For You to Fear Heights, and it's, like, it, there is a theme bro he's making a theme on the song like if you look at virginia beach amen calling for you fear of heights you see how the pace like picks up in fear of heights towards the end daylight first person shooter i don't give a fuck 79 69 santa i thought you were gonna actually say that for your fifth song low-key that, that's that's six i love this yeah that it, it comes right off of, right after i get gaf and i'm like dude that's such a good like follow-up and then slime you out yeah, and slime you out. I mean, dude, it's a, it is a well put together project. There is an actual, there is actual, um, cohesiveness to it. Like, it's not just let me put songs wherever I want to. Like, bro, Drew and Picasso, the members only. Like, they all lead to each other. What would you, what would Pluto do? Members only is talking about, oh, my dudes are screwing you. While at the same time, it's like, no, what would Pluto do after that? And then she wants to go out to all the parties, but she, it just, it literally is lining up. He, and then the Gently song just kind of comes out of nowhere, but it's the BBL love interlude that kind of changed it up. But Gently to Rich Baby Daddy, to Another night, Late Night, to Away From Home, who's which is also a banger. I haven't really listened to Poor Opposites a ton. I don't know how, for some reason, I just never listened to it. Um, it just... I'm always in like the midsection of the album. I like basically... If you want to be completely honest, 
I can listen to this song without even thinking, like just mindlessly listen. Obviously, I enjoy this, the songs from Virginia Beach, number one, all the way down to, I mean, obviously, I'd skip the um, screw, screw the world. Um, and that's and I appreciate the homage to uh, DJ Screw, but yeah, I I can I can literally go all the way down to BBO Love, so one to seventeen without skipping. It's a great like album. Genuine. That's why I was like, like, I'm I mean, so Chuck. glad that like now that you like because I know at first I'm not gonna say you didn't like the album, but you you know you weren't super high on, <laughs> on first listen. And I was like, damn, yeah. bro, because like, it was like, I really fuck with this album. I was like, I feel like Sterling yeah. would fuck with this album. No, it's, a, it's hard, man. Like, I think he did a phenomenal job. I, I mean, my least favorite song on the album by far is Gently. I'm, I'm sorry. That song is not good. Um, it's just annoying, to be frank. Um, I, I don't, I mean, it's catchy, like I said. It's a good little, little salsa vibe. But, like, no one has put a project together like this in years. Where like there's basically not one song on the album where it's just like okay that's that song should have never even been up here type of album because gently needed to be up here because he needed to have Bad Bunny on it because Bad Bunny is one of the biggest artists in the world um, and that's for his own sake so the BBL interlude really did suck but you know other than that man I mean it's a masterpiece it's literally a masterpiece and Yachty was right because like I was just thinking about when you know how we were talking about like Yachty saying. You know, he's, he's coming at people, but he's like, oh, this is the best music I've heard Drake write and, like, ever. And I'm like, when I first listened to him, I was like, there's no way Yachty is saying this. He's just being a hype man, which I can appreciate. But then I'm like, listen to him, I'm like, damn, this shit is good. Yeah, but that whole this shit where he was saying, like, some of his best verses in his career, that was cat, though. No, it's not some of the best verses in his career. I think it's the best. I think it's some of the best artistry he's done, meaning he's put together a project that has cohesive, like genuine cohesiveness to it. Like I can understand kind of the story kind of going about here. Cause I actually think, oh my God. 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 I think I might Michael, I think I might figure it out. What'd you figure right. out? So Virginia Beach. So when you think of Virginia if you have you been to Virginia Beach before? Yeah. Okay. So like he talks about, like, it's rough, like, Virginia Beach, blah, 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 like, da, da, da. Virginia Beach, like, when you're watching the waves and stuff, that's, like, at the evening time, like, evening of the day before, right? Day before, watching the waves crash, do whatever, you know, that type of thing. Amen. What do you do at night before you go to sleep? You pray, right? Calling for you. Late night vibe. Somebody's calling for you on some BS. Some girl's calling you. Fear of heights. Like, this is where he's just kind of, like, he's in his bag. It's still late. It's still kind of coming into early morning, right? Daylight, daylight. It's daytime now, right? He leads directly into first-person shooter mode, basically intertwining daylight and first-person shooter together. E I D G A F. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you are like, full-time Drake stand, nah. man, where they like create these fucking. You are deep in no, no, the no. bag right now, no, bro. No. No, 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 and it's like, and that's like your midday type of thing. Like he's moving through midday. Um, <laughs> no, no, bro, I'm telling you, this is I'm, I am telling you, I just it just clicked. Cause dude, just look at it, look at the way it lines up, and then you keep going down. It goes like, cause it's the day before, right, or the night before Virginia Beach. You roll down. We're like midday. We're flying out Bahamas, right? We're in the Bahamas. <laughs> we're flying out the best. 
no, 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 listen, listen, listen. And then your midday is after it's after the morning. Drew Picasso, he's kind of he's kind of getting a little later in the evening, not like not past eight or nine. It's like they probably just had dinner or something. Members only. This is when you go out. What will Pluto do? He's getting a little late. We got some drinks in us. Now all the parties, not all the parties. We're 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 late night. Okay, we wake up next morning, eight a.m. in Charlotte. This we we just bopped out of the Bahamas. We're we're back in Charlotte working. BBL love that don't count. Gently, we gotta wake up a little bit. Get back to the get back to the midday, rich baby daddy. I'm flexing on some random girl that I probably shouldn't be flexing on. Maybe the same girl from the Bahamas. Another late night, little yachty. He's still away from home, on tour, and then he's a polar opposite of the girl he's with. <laughs> no, okay, but for like. There was a few stretches that it made sense, but there was definitely some breach in there. The belt, the most one was the uh, when you got to members only. The what would you do? What would Pluto do? Then all the parties at eight AM in Charlotte. That one was kind of like, oh damn! Like I can see how that works. No, that I mean that one. I think the cohesiveness goes from like, I think Virginia Beach to calling for you is that one to three song is and then daylight first person shooter and then i don't give a fuck kind of lineup i think he does maybe doesn't like three to four song patches of like oh this is what we're trying to do this is what we're trying to do this is what we're trying to do um <laughs> yeah and slime slime well sliming you out you know what sliming you out means right yeah so like bahama promises bringing this girl back he he bringing her back we and then he tried our best we tried our best you did, you weren't good enough. Screw the world. Don't count. Don't count. Drew Picasso. I mean, brother. Like this is just like, this is just high level artist analytics right here. By still, that's all it is. Like high level. I'm telling you, just like sit on it for like a week. For the people that are listening and watching, please just sit on it for like a week. And like, dang, bro, he was kind of right. Like listen to it. I'm I'm not joking. I'm gonna get out of here. Wait, what did you say? What, what do you say? You might want to get it out your mouth so I can hear what you're saying. <laughs> no. Tell them beat it out. Basically, what we're looking at here is him being extremely creative in the way that he's making timelines. Like he's making a timeline. That's all it is. It's a timeline of what's going on in his day-to-day. What made his day-to-day look like making this album in reality? like, And it could be based on the order of that. You know what? Brother. I, I really like the album, too. I'm going to let you rock with it because some of it actually, for some crazy way, made sense. Like, there were some stretches where I was like, damn, I don't know how he's doing this right now, but it's making fucking sense. There's some other stretches where I'm like, he's reaching, but I'm going to let you have that. Um, yeah, I'm going to let you have that. <laughs> That's clear. I'm going to take it. Yo, I'm telling you, take a week. Take a week, people. Be like, dang, Stone was right, bro. That, guy's, that guy is the Drake analytics guy. Like, he should be getting paid a couple mil a year for this. Yup, you daggone right, I should. Shoot. Should I analyze some Drake lyrics for a, for a few years, make a couple milli? You know what some uh, Drake lyrics we needed to hear from? Since this was a For All The Dogs album. I know this, I just put this in the doc. I'm not sure if you've heard anything about it. You can let me know if you don't, if you haven't heard anything about it. 
But we could have really used them for all the dog Drake lyrics of Brown, what Jada Pinkett Smith has been coming out here on her little memoir tour, uh, all these interviews and what she's been saying about Will, talking about how they've been divorced for seven years, talking about how Chris Rock like tried to get with her when he heard the rumors. That's a rumor. Um, and when they heard the rumors of them being divorced, and she didn't know why Will would go up there and smack Chris Rock and call her his wife and whatnot. Like, bro, she's saying Tupac is her soulmate, which we all know. Soulmate, Like, bro, what in the fuck is going on with this chick? I feel like all I ever hear is Jada's side and never hear anything from Will. And See, he put out a public, he put a pu- public thing out. What the picture? No, like I thought he just did. Hold on. He just made a public statement. All right. Well, yeah. While you're saying, while you're looking that up, um, what I don't understand about Jada Pinkett is, let's say that they have been divorced for seven years because I do believe that I can see that being the case and that they were just you know putting on the family show for the business. They they are an entity themselves. But what really irks my nerves is that basically means the past seven years, you haven't shut the fuck up about your ex. (laughs) Why are you still speaking on this man seven years later? If that is true, Will has not mentioned you in any regard, negative nor positive, in those seven, in that seven year span, yet you're hopping on interviews. You literally made a whole career and show basically off the bat of ripping your ex husband down and all the shit about how you got with August or Augusto, whatever his name is. How you love Tupac? You know what are you doing? Like, leave this man alone. Let him chill. He don't want you no more. Like, move on. You don't want him to move on. He's a one percent man, and you know he made you look. I mean, you low key made yourself a one percent woman, but like, you know, uh, yeah, he he uh, put up an official statement. I think it's a. I didn't even watch it, but I just saw it like right before we started doing the pod. Bro, it's so fun. I feel so bad for that man. Yeah, like he needs to listen to this song on repeat. This album on repeat, um, continuously. And Fifty Cent apparently put a statement out and a. Uh, recently just recently and said all right enough is enough free will smith um bro like nobody likes you jada like and for the women that like you they just like you because you're being exactly what they want to be in the most disrespectful way possible should i play this statement yeah you can play it Right, I didn't. I've not listened to it. I haven't listened to it either. So we don't know what's in this, but here is Will Smith's statement to all of this. Here's the thing. So, my opinion of, of the. That's how for years the thing. So. That's how. Oh, so he doesn't make a statement. <laughs> He basically says he's gonna. He basically acts as if he's about to make a statement, and then the video does some editing effect where it zooms out to the globe, and he doesn't actually make any statement at all. Yeah, and that's what the caption I think said. Like, is this an iRobot reference? And I was like, what? Like, what am I missing here? 
But, dude, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Free Will Smith, bro. Like, if I, dude, she is terrorizes, man, at this point. Like, he's embarrassed himself in front of, on national television on one of the biggest memes of the past decade, like, for you. And you're just, yeah, well, I mean, Will this and, like, Tupac, my soulmate. Dude, honestly, I don't believe in DV, you know, none of that, bro. Like, I wouldn't even be surprised that, like, there, there was, he just slapped the absolute heck out of her. But, bro, not be surprised. I was on Will's side during the Chris Rock slap because I, one, I still feel like Chris Rock's a bitch. He's still talking about that shit, talking about he's still scarred. Nigga, you got slapped. You a grown ass man. If you don't grow the fuck up and move on from that shit or get your lick back, then shut the fuck up. Uh, but if it's true that Chris Rock was, you know, reaching out to his fucking ex-wife, then of course I got up there and smacked the shit out your dumb ass on live television. Joe, stupid, scrawny-looking ass, nigga. No, only make fucking jokes for white people ass, nigga. Uncle Tom-ass, joke-ass, nigga, comedian-ass, nigga. Your last Netflix yeah, special wasn't funny-ass, nigga. <laughs> nigga. <laughs> Dude, I, I really think that, like, to kind of, like, wrap it all back and, like, put a bow on it. I mean, it's an impressive feat by... I don't know. It's impressive to like for Jada Pinkett like to be able to be this damn good at just staying in the spotlight. I give her super mad props. Um, I give her mad props for that. I think that a, a majority of like what we really see in the media, like when she comes out with some stuff, like people pay attention. Like it's every time. Like it's like crack. And all she has to do is say will. She doesn't have to say anything else. Will. Yeah. And it could be like the most. It could be the most outrageous comment, or it could be, or it could be something that could actually have like legitimate meaning to it, uh, more or less. And she's still like she's making her money with her bald head, looking like like I mean low key, low key, uh, GI Jane. I don't care. Uh, that jump was kind of low-key funny. But um, Will Smith needs to, like, let it go. I understand he got love for this woman. Like, I, I mean, like, I get that, bro. You married to somebody for so long, dated him prior to that. Like, I get it, bro. Like, I get it. But don't make yourself like a fool. Like, at this point, you look like a fool for all the stuff you've done and all the memes people have made out of you because of this woman. There is nothing else to be said. And that's what's a scary reality because there's some women out there, like I said, that are idolizing this. They're like, oh yeah, like this is it. Like I don't like I don't want my man to think he's got anything on me. Brother, like, dude, nobody cares. No one cares. Like, no one cares. Like, she is just a mean person. She's not treating this man right, and we have to sit there and, and eat it for what it is. So And like if we keep it in a buck. She ain't even like that no more. Like, I don't know why she out here moving like she's still like that. Like, this ain't the 90s. <laughs> no, you know? It's not the 90s, my guy. And not to say Jada's, and, you know, nothing's not to say she's not a pretty lady because she is. But, brother, like you said, if it was the 90s, yeah, you'd be winning. 
But look, there's some women out there that look a lot different. A lot different. And they be moving completely different. Not as negatively as you be moving in the, in the media. So, for the folks out there that might be like on her side, I get it. Like, everybody's got their, a right to their opinion, just like everybody's got an asshole. Um, like, I ain't gonna try to take it away from you. I'm just saying your opinion's wrong. I don't care. Um, I think I think she's a poorly judged or poor has poor morals, and ultimately is like probably taking a probably a decade off of Will Smith's life at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even gonna cap. She's probably taking a literal decade off of this man's life, and that's fine. Like in the grand scheme of things, it's a little screwed up, but it's like it's fine. But like. Shout out Drake for all the dogs, because you know what? Next next situation I'm in, I'm definitely not gonna be like no Will Smith, bro. I promise you that. Cause I'm gonna be listening for all the dogs. I'm like, nah. Hell no. Nah. Anytime I'm feeling like Will, I'm throwing on Virginia Beach and we we, mm-hmm. we singing our way out that shit. <laughs> with the melodies with the boys. We're gonna be like the, the old ass boys. slaves in the <laughs> you know, on the cotton fields, a hot ass summer, sweating, tired, wishing the shit. I can see it. I can see it in other stuff. So, but nah, bro. It's it, it's. I gotta get back on the Drake ideology because even though Jade is a screwed up woman, because she really, I really just don't like her. Um, I mean. I don't know for all the folks out there, you know, have been keeping up. I mean, we we just talked for I don't even know how long about just on an album. That just goes to show you, like, that it means a lot to us. Like, obviously, like Mike's had mentioned before, it's like we got to really cherish this because, like, this really might be one of the last, like, times we hear from Drake on a fully produced his own studio album type of thing. I'm sure he'll be on a feature here and there, and he'll pop out on little stuff here and there. People take up old snippets from where he's at, and, like, that's going to happen. We still got AI, you know? Don't forget that. We still got AI, and AI do be fire. But AI did drop off the face of the globe whenever this man uh, dropped for all the dogs. That is a fact. They were like, we can't replicate this. We can't (laughs) replicate this. It's impossible. He's He's a magician. But... I I'm in the I'm in the headspace now for the people that are listening for for anybody that's like looking into this like if you guys are still listening to For All the Dogs you're not feeling it like I said everybody's got a right to their opinion I don't think I feel like there's at least three to four songs on on this album at bare freaking minimum for everybody like not for everybody but if you really listen to it like dang that's a good song bro that's a good song. Like, I can't even fret. Like, that's a good song. It got me hype. It got me in my feels. It got me like this, this, that, and the other. Like, whatever it is, excuse me, feel it, bro. Like, that's all it's about. So, I mean, I don't really have much else to say about that, man. It's just kind of like... Everyone's got it. a right to their opinion. A wrong opinion is weighed just as much as a right one, so I always tend to always only have right opinions if I'm going to have one. So, you know, if you're out here thinking that for all the dogs sucks, you're out here wasting your time, you don't get extra points for having a wrong opinion, you might as well have the right one. Exactly. And I'll leave a comment below, man, and, and you know, and you... Uh, comment on social media for us on our instagrams and stuff like that tiktok as well we just opened that up as well love to see you guys on that um 
let us know what you think for all, uh, for all the dogs. Obviously, give us feedback on the you know the pods in general, and like so we can get some genuine understanding of what we need to do better at. Um, but I really want to get you guys' thoughts on for all the dogs. Your favorite songs, like comment below, like your favorite song, and then what you guys rate the album because I really want to see you know some differing opinions because Mike and I like we've been friends for what a decade now, over a decade now. Jesus, wow, holy. That's actually a crazy thing. And you and Chad for almost two decades at this point. Yeah. Um, and also, so, make sure in the comments below, if you're trying to fuck a girl that looks like your ex, tag her. We want to see her Instagram. I'm trying to see what type of hoes you're trying to fuck out there. True. True. And, and if the girls took the Daylight song, if there's any ladies listening to this, for the ladies, if you're saying that you're trying to, you're trying to do the same thing, like, sure, like, I mean, I guess you could do the same thing, but like, you, know. you ain't got to tag them niggas, though. <laughs> you ain't got to tag them. I don't like, care to I, see I them really like, Yeah, I'm not there to see them at all. We just want to have an idea so we can support our brethren and also the other people who are part of our community because that's what we've said from the beginning. We've been trying to build a community, man. Our goal, and I know it may be, seem lofty for the people that are, uh, you know, been listening to us, but, like, honestly, bro, we want to be able to reach 100 subscribers by the end of the year, like, on, on YouTube, and then I don't know exactly how many people are following on Spotify and our other platforms where we have it on just audio, but I would love to be able to surpass that and as we go into the new year be able to continue to grow upon what we've got because it'll be coming up on a year here soon of us doing this. So yeah. I'd love to, you know, be able to roll in on some good stuff and um, I know that we'll have some stuff to be able to, you know, go off of that, giveaways or things like that just to kind of um, spice things up as things go up a little bit further. But goal for this, like Mike said, like, subscribe, comment. Uh, turn the notifications button on. Don't want to miss a dang on thing. And I really, really enjoyed this, man. I enjoyed the album. I enjoyed getting back in the flow of things. So apologize for the hiatus. I know not seeing us for a couple weeks is horrendous, man. It probably made you guys sick to your stomach. I mean, if you had runny booty, I mean, that's, that's what happens too. I get, I get it sometimes. You might feel literally nauseous and feel like you just had 100, 100 tequila shots. I don't care. We're back. We're better. We're beautiful. We're black. And we are even more educated and better off now that Drake has his album out. So. One thousand percent. And, you know, just one last thing. You know, I mentioned it earlier, but I do want to leave you with a nugget. We are looking to grow our channel and add layers onto it. Uh, I know y'all have been, you know, watching the pod. Some of y'all have been watching it on a weekly basis. We appreciate that. We love that. We want to, you know, reward you guys for watching and give you more content. We know that, you know, maybe not everybody can sit through a long form. Our goal for this channel, like Sterling said, is to build a community, but also to build a media platform where we can have multiple different shows, a lot of cool things going on where we can keep you all entertained throughout the week. So look out for our newest show on the channel. It will be Black React, yes, the fan favorite, our favorite segment, Black React. It's going to have a little twist, though. It's not going to be quite like the podcast was. We're going to be reacting. It's going to be our reaction um, show to videos, maybe new albums. Like we said, we were going to do a reaction video before all the dogs, but that's not going to happen. We're going to find some cool YouTube videos to react to. You'll get. Uh, we'll sit here, me and Stone. We're going to joke around. We're going to watch some cool stuff. And we're going to be able to react to it with you guys. So it's going to be awesome. That's going to be every Thursday. So be on the lookout for that. We should get that rolling by next week. 
Um, so yeah, and we're gonna be keep trying to you know come up with some new things. We gotta take it one step at a time. You know, we're full time workers, uh, but we are trying to you know really grind, put this together, and create something big, something special for you guys. But yeah. it's good to be back. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to hear Sterling his wild takes. I love this shit, man. This is fun. You know, I honestly like. I feel like I wouldn't even have an outlet to speak about some of these topics that I usually just see on my phone, and I'm just like, oh man, I have these thoughts about it. But I kind of just keep it to myself, so it's fun to kind of have this outlet to speak on it. So if you love it, man, we're back. Sorry for the two-week hiatus. We're back now. Keep on watching. Keep on liking. Keep on subscribing. For the fellas out there, listen, man. They only want a 1% nigga, so quit your bitching and get your bread up. And for all the dogs, don't got you motivated to quit your bitching and get your bread up and become an after-dark 1% man, I don't know what will. I really don't know what will. Because the damn sure... Ain't about to be some of these other albums that that be dropping, you know. I don't know what we'll forget about it. For the ladies out there listening, listen, man. He's listening to for all the dogs right now. I guarantee you, he does not want you. <laughs> I guarantee you, for the next few months, he does not want you. So you should just move on, sweetie. But it's okay because. We still love you. You're still beautiful and powerful. And like I said, we still love you. It's been a two-week hiatus. I'm sorry, but you know what it is. It's the After Dark Podcast. Until next time.